0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.
1: Talking about that time, you were a hero. It follows the story out of a Gross Mountain of these uh, young boys that really rescued mm-hmm. um, a young boy who was dangling from uh, a chairlift. We're getting more texts coming in as well. You're sharing your story. You can call us too if you'd like 496
0: Here's one that made me laugh. Good afternoon. Uh, this is from Larry. He says, I was pulling wrenches on my race car and cut my thumb. I needed stitches. I ran to my ex uh, to give me a ride to the hospital. Well, she sees the blood, faints... <laughs> falls over, whacks her head, needs more stitches than me. I stopped the bleeding, loaded her in the car, and we both went for stitches. (laughs) (laughs) I learned next time to fix myself first.
1: (laughs) I suffered a cardiac arrest in September of 2016 while getting dressed for work. No warning. I was alert, then gone. My wife heard me collapse and called out to my 20-year-old daughter who gave me CPR while my wife called 911. The paramedics arrived within 10 minutes, defibrillated me, a month in the hospital, but I made a complete recovery. My daughter Water is my hero. Nice. Wow.
0: 1976. I was in grade six and lived in a house by uh, the main CNR railway by Entwistle. A train was going by one night and I saw from my bedroom window a fire on the train. My dad called CNR and they stopped on uh, they stopped it on Gainford and put it out. It was a wheel that had hmm. overheated and would have probably derailed. That from Troy.
1: Wow, listen to this one. When working in Victoria one winter, I heard screaming in the hall of the hotel I was staying in. In the hallway, a number of people were milling about. When I went to the room where the lady was yelling, I found Her husband on the floor not breathing, I performed chest compressions until the ambulance arrived. He lived, but I was upset when I heard... Now listen to this. When I heard the wife saying to the police they were celebrating their anniversary by doing some heroin. Oh. I wonder if I would have done things differently if I knew beforehand what they were doing.
0: Always, uh, always natural to question yourself. Uh, Once on westbound, Yellowhead saw a dog get hit on eastbound on-ramp, turned around to get it, spent two hours looking for an emergency vet, uh, had just went out with one-year-old son for ice cream, saved the life of the dog, uh, a couple from Calgary.
1: So, and talk about this. uh, this There's a story out today. Talk about a hero, (laughs) a fellow who... (laughs) (laughs) So...
0: (laughs) A hero? I
1: don't know. Uh, well, yeah, he went and rescued her, so yeah. um, there was this grandma, she was uh, in Iceland with her son. They were they went on this trip to Iceland, and there was what she described, and it looks like an ice throne. It was a big hunk of ice that uh, washed up on shore, looked like a big lounger chair, and mm-hmm. this, this grandma decides, oh, I'm going to go have my picture taken on it, so she's laying on this ice throne when a big wave Comes up and it was strong enough to move the ice throne back out into the ocean. It was
0: basically sweeping her out to sea. Yes. So you know, the sun sprang into action. He immediately got his camera out and started, and started taking pictures, taking pictures, and, and tweeted a, about
1: it. And nearby, a boat captain was nearby. He's like, ah, I've done this before, waded into the water, grabbed the grandmother. And she <laughs> chuckled about it. She says, I don't way very much, so it was a little easier to float off with me, I guess.
0: You know, it's funny. <laughs> obviously, someone uh, having never spent much time on an, you know, the, on the coast because mm-hmm. any maritimer will tell stay you. Stay away
1: from those. Yeah,
0: stay away from uh, those little chunks of ice because as soon as you put weight on them, it often launches them. Uh, so iceberging, they call it out uh, on the east coast, at least uh, off the coast of Prince Edward Island. Speaking of people doing Great things, and we don't have a single person that we can uh, single out and identify as being great. But listen to this story. It happened in Kingston, here in Canada. Uh, a grocery store accidentally left them their store unlocked on Family Day, so they were closed for Family Day. Uh, but uh, whoever just forgot to lock the door. This is a what's a, is it a Save-On or Food Basics or something? Yep. I think is the name of the company. Um, So what happened was the doors are unlocked. People start arriving on family day to shop and quickly determine that the store is not open. So somebody eventually phones the police and says, hey, this store is unlocked. And the police arrive and they notify management. Management comes down, locks up the store. And then the police say, look, do an inventory over the next 24 hours. Let us know exactly what was stolen and we'll file a report. Well, they did the inventory. Nothing was stolen. Not only was nothing stolen, some people had left money on the counter for the items that they had left shopped for. Left a note saying who they were. One uh, woman
1: did all of her shopping. I guess she's a well-known <laughs> customer. She's uh, yeah. she's elderly. She walked there, had all her bags. She's like, I'm getting all my stuff. Just Came kept, back the yep. next day.
0: Kept a list of what she had purchased. Brought it back the next day and said, all right, how much do I owe you? Um It's funny because spokesperson for Metro Food Basic Umbrella Company, uh, Foods Basic Umbrella Company, says it speaks volumes to just how great the community and our Food Basics customers truly are. Uh, We'd like to extend our gratitude to the customers who visited us on family day for the respectful patronage of our store. I'm I'm
1: wondering if it was, you know, closer down by the university, if that might have been different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) On a Friday night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. eh? I've always wanted to do one of those shopping sprees. You know, you win a shopping Mm. where you get five minutes to shop for whatever no. and you you know i've always thought i'll go straight to the meat section or the seafood section or whatever but imagine walking into a supermarket and realizing
1: yeah but th- there's there's cameras everywhere yeah. like i mean yeah i think people just need to realize or are realizing that there's cameras everywhere so sure. okay i'm gonna go in and do this i'm gonna come back and give them my money or leave them a note saying hey <laughs> uh, here's five bucks <laughs> for my to- for the tomatoes yeah you know <laughs> and i and i love that i think uh, that that whole honesty is is good i think you know that fills up your karma bank a little bit
0: oh absolutely you, you know, always we talk, have to we, be topping that up you know off.
1: here's the thing we, we yeah. We tell the story now, because uh, we get asked about, you know, losing the engagement ring mm. in in Jamaica, and the fact that it says, oh, that guy, you know, he's going to give you it back, and, you know, when we say... Now, at first, it was like he was not <laughs> going to give it back to us, because he pulled it back into his body mm-hmm. when, when when Coach went up and was talking to him, and would start asking about insurance and all that sort of stuff, and Jim got it from him. Um, but people are like, really? Like, he was... You, you thought about keeping it. Well, mm-hmm. of course you think about keeping it, but see, it's and funny. then someone else said, "You know what?" And you, you gave him money, and we said, "Yeah, we did give yeah. him money," and he took it. I'm like, "Yeah, I expected him to take it," but other people like were saying, "Oh no, I wouldn't have taken. I wouldn't have taken it."
0: Well, it, it, that sort of situation, that sort of gets back to the topic of ethics, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Years ago, I was in a bar in Ottawa. And I went up to the bar to order, and my foot kicked something, and I Mm. looked down, and it was a wallet, Mm -hmm. and it was stuffed. I mean, it had credit cards, it had identification, but it had a wad of cash in there. And I picked it up and said to the bartender, somebody's dropped this, but there's no one else at the bar, uh, at that side of the bar. And he said, okay, great, I'll put it behind the register, and he took it. And somebody comes up in a panic within minutes. Has anyone found Mm -hmm. a wallet? And I'm still standing there and the bartender says, yes, I found it. Mm. And he pulls the wallet out and gives it to him. And the guy pulls out that wad of cash and he gives him, I don't know how much, like he he whipped off quite a few 20s and gave it to the bar and said, thank you so much for your honesty. And the bartender said, oh, it's no problem. The guy walks away, turns to me and he goes, uh, hey, I'm buying you a beer. And, I, and I'm like, okay. But I just thought, wow, no point. You want, you, didn't want to you didn't want
1: to tell them, them the that I was... Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I could have pocketed that and walked out the door, but didn't. Or you yeah, know, okay. Actually, you want to hear the closest to that? I don't even remember all the details of this, but it was on Canadian Airways. Was that, is that what they were called back then? Canadian Remember? when Instead of WestJet? I can't remember
1: how long, yeah.
0: Um, But I noticed fuel leaking from an engine while the plane was taxiing, or from the wing. It was like running down the wing Mm. and dripping. And called the flight attendant, like rang that button. We were taxiing, and she didn't come. And I stood up, and then she stood up at the front of the aircraft and said, sir, you have to take your seat. And I said, there's fuel, there's something leaking from our plane. And she came down to look, and then they shut down the plane. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, a crew comes and, you know, cleans up and looks. And we went back to the airport, and then we switched planes, right? But it was funny, because on the next flight, it was the same crew, same passengers. And uh, they're doing the drink orders. And the guy behind me says, uh, his drink should be free. And the flight attendant was like, oh, we don't really have a policy for that. Yep, yeah. And he said, well, then I'm paying for his drinks. But it is just funny sometimes. Okay, like and it doesn't matter. I'm happy not to have taken off on a plane that was yeah, leaking that fuel. Yeah, that something I'm, was going on. There. Right. I'm happy the guy got his wallet back. But it's just, it's yeah. just funny. It doesn't doesn't deter me from wanting to do the right thing. But it just is funny.
1: If you had found my ring...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, are you kidding me? I, have, I looked for your ring. I
1: know you did. But I so, wanted to okay. be
0: your hero. <laughs> you wanted to be my
1: I hero. I did. Oh. I
0: wanted to go knock on your door and say, I've got something for you.
1: Because it was funny, because all of us, when we were back in that water, we're all just yep. searching through the ground, and we were so far off, it was quite funny, actually, from where he found it, from the, where the waves took it. But if, if you found somebody's ring somewhere, mm-hmm. and they said, here's a bunch of cash, would you take the cash?
0: No, I'm not. And see, good here's the thing: kind of we thing. told
1: him, we told him straight up. If you find that, there's a reward. We told mm-hmm. him straight up, like there's a reward. I was totally good with him taking the cash. Like seriously, take yeah. the cash. But the number of people who we've told the story to, they've said, "Oh no, why? Why would you take the cash? Well, because well, you found it. We asked you to look for it."
0: I, I have a flaw that I shouldn't admit to on air because people will take advantage of it. I don't collect on bets. Like I just I have a funny thing mm-hmm. about taking people's cash. So if I win a bet, if I lose a bet, I'll pay. But if I win a bet, even among you know friends, I just won't take the cash because mm-hmm. I feel like well I wouldn't want. It. I, I'm happy not to have yeah. you know. So would I have taken the cash from me for finding the ring? Because I, to- I
1: told you, well, I, it's different though too because we're friends,
0: right? obviously. But. Even a stranger, if I was walking around the beach and stepped on a ring and picked it up and
1: saw it, I would take, I would it, take to, it to the front yeah. desk
0: and say, I found a
1: ring. And see, what was interesting about this guy, uh, Darby from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. was, I mean, this was his thing. This is his, and he he told us, he says, ah, he says, I get bored. My My wife just likes to lay in the sun and I get bored doing that. So this is what he does. He travels with this metal detector all the time. And... And I don't know what the rules are. If you find something in the ocean, finders, keepers, I don't know how that works. But he now,
0: specifically offered to find it for you, though. We like talked to
1: him. Yeah, We saw him out there, and we talked to him and showed him the picture, all that sort of stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah. And now, had we, had we there's a very good chance had we not been walking by that mm-hmm. exact moment that we might not have ever seen the ring again. Because I'm not sure that he would have told us about it or or turned it in. But there was a report filed with the hotel, right? Because we did it mm-hmm. for insurance. Um, See, I would assume... Yeah, th- I, if I found something like that, I would take it to security immediately. I would, but, you know, I'm not, uh, you know,
0: pure as the... Uh, or I'm son. not a, as the driven snow. I would assume that if no one claims it, that it would eventually be Come returned back. to me. Yeah. So I would let it... I would I would turn it in, um, with the hopes that it finds its rightful owner. But if not, but if not, if they turned or if the hotel turned around after a month or two months or whatever and said yeah. okay nobody claimed it, I would say great. And I'll you'd take have it. to
1: remember you'd have to remember to ask like, what's your policy on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. He had a couple of gold rings. He'd had, he'd found yeah, a couple of gold but rings, but he wasn't and, turning
0: those in anymore. No, right? He was, nope, he was keeping them. No, he was keeping them. Mm-hmm.
1: And he had a bunch of other junk, you know, on the on, on the. The the lounger stuff, but he had said, "Yeah, he this he pays for trips, right?"
0: So you mentioned karma bank a moment ago. I always find it just, I don't know that there is a karma bank or the karma works, huh. but I do know this: it feels good to do the right thing.
1: That's exactly it. That's exactly it.
0: Yeah, it it feels almost better than somebody doing the right thing for you. Like, to do Mm -hmm. the right thing when you're under no obligation Mm -hmm. to do the right thing just feels good.
1: 318, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, We've got an interesting story about a CRA scam Mm -hmm. with a twist coming up. A couple of more... Text coming in, Ron says, I found a wallet in a locker in an apartment building, found the idea, took it to the office, returned it, or to, it was a doctor, took it to the office He ret- and returned it. He opened it, counted the money, and said, you're lucky nothing is missing, and walked away.
0: I, I don't doubt that for a second. People can be miserable. Sit, sit in these chairs for an afternoon and see how oh, miserable yeah. people can be. It's it, it. People's reactions are just sometimes...
1: How about a thank you? Yeah. Even just a thank you and a mm-hmm. sh- shake of the hand and, and off you go. You
0: know, there was a woman, did I tell you this a uh, few, maybe months back now? Um, but certainly the last f- few months. Who, I was pulling away from my house. Oh, the security camera came went off. Mm-hmm. Do you remember we were sitting here doing radio? Yep. And I said, this woman keeps walking up to my porch, but nobody's home. Yep. And... I looked at the video, like, what is she doing? Like, she would go up, she would knock on the door, she would try the doorbell, she would leave, she would leave. I came home from work that evening, and I see her walking towards my house, and I thought, I think that's the same woman. And I get out of the car, and I didn't know if she was going to my house or not going to my house. And I said, are you looking for me? And she was, do you live here? And I went, yeah. And she goes, you left your mail key in the, in the mailbox. <laughs> and I guess the number is on the inside of the mailbox, so she knew what house to go to, which yeah. I didn't know. But there's a lot of different ways that she could have left it there, she could have done nothing with it. She locked up my mailbox because there was mail in it,
1: um,
0: including a check, by the way, um, from my agent. So she locked it up and then she held on to the key and wanted to make sure it got back into my hands again. But she made several efforts yeah. to return it to me.
1: And you know what? Uh, I was going to say I'd probably put it back into the mailbox, but then the lady they wouldn't would know. know which one yeah. it is, would they? Because no. it's not on the number and the key either. Interesting. couple more texts coming in. Uh, listen to this. My mom is a hero three times over. Thank goodness she learned how to do the Heimlich maneuver. She saved my dad twice. Once he choked on a piece of lettuce, one time on a piece of apple peel. She also saved a 10-year-old girl at church in the bathroom who was choking on a Mentos candy. She was all alone and turning blue. Thank God my mom walked in and found her. Heimlich maneuvered to the rescue. Three times. Uh, This one, I've taught my kids to refuse twice and if they insist, take it. You might be insulting them otherwise.
0: Yeah, somebody had uh, texted and said I was selfish for not paying debts, but it's all in how you are not paying, not Not collecting on winning bets. And this
1: one says I was running late, driving on the highway, came across a woman with a flat tire. She was not very trusting, kept the door is locked and the windows up tight. However, she gave me her car keys to open the trunk where I grabbed the tire and the jack and quick as a flash, Changed the tire because the rain was coming. And when I got home, I discovered her keys.
0: Oh, no. Because
1: she'd given him the keys to yeah. open the truck, put it in the pocket, and then took off. <laughs> do
0: you know, I don't know what made me think of this. <laughs> this happened to be down in Calgary. And this is years ago, and it was summer. So it wasn't bad. But I was flying into Calgary from Toronto, and I had to do some shows in Calgary. So I took a, a cab to the mm-hmm. uh, Blackfoot. And along the Deerfoot, the guy gets a flat. And... You know, he's still driving. And I yeah. said, you have a flat. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do. And I go, pull over. So he pulls over. And I I recall I was dressed quite nicely. I think I was, I think time might have been a factor in getting to the, the hotel. Mm. Uh, but I said to him, well, do you have a spare? And he goes, yeah, but I have, he goes, I'm going to radio my dispatcher. I'm like, we don't have that kind of time. And he goes, well, I don't know how to change a flat. So I'm like, all right, fine. So took off my jacket, changed his flat uh, with the spare. Yeah. Told him, listen, this this tire is not... Don't drive uh, on. Yeah, don't drive at high speeds on this tire. 50 kilometers an hour max, get it fixed uh, at a tire place if you don't know how to do it yourself. And he was like, okay, well, thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. Then he drives to the hotel. We get to the Blackfoot and he's like, okay, that'll be 26, whatever. And I went, you're kidding, right? And he went, Well, no, I still got to collect the fare. I'm like, okay. So I didn't tip him. I, I think the tip was I just changed your tire on the side of the deer foot I'm dripping in sweat. Anyways, I didn't tip him. He was like, uh, uh, "That doesn't include tip." And I'm like, "I can't. I just, I can't talk to you anymore." Doesn't include tip.
1: I'm sorry. I'm. I'm trying to roll my eyes back <laughs> into the right. Like, come on. I know
0: it was just like, really. Okay. I mean, he did thank me, and I did get to my destination, so it was, you know, slightly selfish that I wanted to keep going. The alternative would have been to tell him, well, call another cab to pick me up mm-hmm. and have them take over the fare, and you can solve your own you problems. you it out yourself. But it's one of those things where I thought, hey, I know how to do it. I'll help this guy out, and maybe it is selfish to think, well, perhaps there should be some reward for me, like maybe the fare, you know, but Okay. Whatever. But, I mean, if it were to happen to me tomorrow, I would change the flat again. Like, it doesn't change anything for me. It's just, but it does stay in your memory, right? The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.